I think a lot of people are really fearful and they're afraid of failing. I mean, I'm, I feel that way all the time Same. and they don't do it. So they're like, okay, I'll do it next year. I'll do it later. But I kind of know for myself, if I just get like that, like inkling of an urge to, to just do something, I have to jump on that at that moment. Otherwise I'm going to overthink it and it will never happen. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box. Just tell me who you are and what's your story as if we just met at an event and then I don't have all the background too to like judge you with or, yeah. you know, re reading articles. I don't really want to know that. I want to know what you want to tell us oh, about yourself okay. and I'm going to facilitate that. Yes. Uh, okay. So my name is Naomi Cheyenne. I'm an independent singer songwriter. I'm a twin. Uh, I love music. I love making music. I recently started producing music. Um, I love acting as well. So I started out doing acting, but I've always been writing songs since I was probably like nine years old. And uh, now I decided after I graduated from college and did the whole thing. And I was like, you know what? I don't think I could do a nine to five. I'm going to just pursue my dream. So um, I was looking up a bunch of people to work with. I found my boyfriend, Daniel Robert, and he's my producer, my engineer. And we came out with an EP two months ago called In My Home. Uh, First EP? First EP ever. Uh, we did. And you're out. a power couple that we'll get. We'll come We're back to We're a power couple. Let's yeah. Let's not talk about him yet, but <laughs> I feel that energy for yeah. sure. And honestly, having someone that's like uh, aligned with you, that can handle the, whatever, the technical side yeah. or whatever. Well, you he can handle it all. Handle, of course, we all can. <laughs> yeah. Well, not all of us, but yeah. a lot of us can. But still, when you can do what you do best. Yeah, we with a good partner, that's Compliment huge. each other nice. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I started out writing songs when I was really young. I did musical theater for a long time. Um, I did a few projects myself. So I first released my first song in 2018. It was like a little song I performed on my phone. Like I recorded on my phone with my Apple headphones back then. And I released it on this site that's not there anymore. I miss it. But it was called Ali Yupa. And it kind of went viral on that site. And I had like a little fan base. I was like, okay, you know what? I could do this. Um, and then I found some producers and did released another song. Um, and after that, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to really try to go full force on this. And uh, that's kind of what happened. So that's what I've been pursuing since after college, which I graduated in 2019, Cal State Long Beach. If Let's anyone go. knows that school. <laughs> I yeah. grew up next to Long Beach. I took a few classes there, but I was mm -hmm. Cal State Fullerton. Cal State so Fullerton, right next door. Okay. Yeah, let yeah. Cal States. Yeah, exactly. And I actually was born in Long Beach. So born and raised partially, then grew up in Antelope Valley. That's how I met Ana Heat. Uh, and Ana now Heat. I'm, yeah. And I actually was in living in Long Beach for the last six years and then just moved to downtown LA like last week. So yeah, big change for me. <laughs> this is a huge, it's like, I feel like I keep meeting people through people or through, because all around me are I feel like because I'm I think that's where I'm at are these like waves that are cresting right that have been mm -hmm. forming all these because it doesn't happen from nothing it doesn't just crash yeah it forms and collects the right mm -hmm. way and if just the right things are happening in rhythm then it's like a perfect wave to catch you know what I mean oh, like yeah. a lot of people I know are feeling that you're like on that absolutely so the downtown move I'm, I'm assuming is like all right, let's get serious because it's yeah. kind of the the hub, right? It's the heart of LA right now mm -hmm. for artists, for sure, for money, yeah. celebrities, yeah, business. I'm, now it's it's about to explode. I've been meditating on moving there for a long time, um, and I actually had a conversation with my sister on the phone 
think it was yesterday. And she's like, don't you feel like things are kind of aligning for your life right now? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. But I kind of looked at it more as like, I'm just following my heart. And as I do that, more people around me kind of see that and feel that energy and things are like working in yes. my favor. Um, so it's just kind of like listening to your intuition and yourself. It's kind of how I see it. I'm really trying to share that with people mm -hmm. that are open to hearing it because it's it's so true yet it's such a difficult thing to i guess understand when you're not ready for it like exactly. i wasn't really ready for that mm -hmm. i didn't understand what following your gut meant honestly yeah. like in my 20s i knew the phrase like oh follow your gut mm -hmm. i'm probably like, yeah but what does my gut want yeah i don't know what it wants should i buy the that car or not and i'd get stuck on decisions yeah no it's, i'm i'm really know. lucky in the sense that i'm very impulsive and i'm kind of like a do now or never kind of person right like i bought a car in like 10 minutes right freaked out because i'm like how can i afford this what am i gonna do but well, i made did. it work i'm making it work same with downtown la i'm freaking out living there but i'm gonna make it work like and i've i've always been kind of like that i'm the type of person where like i listen to a lot of people's opinions but at the end of the day like i'm gonna do what i know is you best have to me. yeah because yeah. your gut i have found as you become more and more experienced becomes more and more accurate mm -hmm. so even if you're at like 80 percent, and sometimes you're wrong you still want to go with the 80 percent probability yeah so always go with your gut yeah because you'll regret it later even the decision books say that by the way because i read books like to help me make better decisions because i would get stuck and there's all these great tools pros and cons lists and do use the decision tree but at the end they go once you do that go with your gut swear to god that's wow. the last chapter yeah go with your gut <laughs> even if the pros and cons say do it if you're like god i don't know what it is i don't like that town something about that town i don't want to move there mm -hmm. then your gut knows more than your conscious brain could possibly factor mm -hmm. it's all the experiences it's all the database you know yeah. like thousands of touch points that you can't possibly factor in it yeah. at the same time consciously. That's really reassuring for me because sometimes I feel like I'm not making the right decisions and I'm like second guessing and doubting, which I think is normal, but I'm also just uh, confused. <laughs> There's no right and wrong. Yeah. If you change your perspective on that, it kind of, because mm -hmm. what is right and wrong? It's like a endless, limitless video game. And just real quick, by the way, because I want to add on to what you said, one of the things that a few years ago really helped me in business is I said, what if this was a simulation? And if I did play it like a video game, when you're playing like Mario Brothers or whatever modern <laughs> video game, you don't have time to like, you know what? I'm going to come back to that. You either fucking jump, duck or punch. Mm -hmm. or And then look, if you fuck up, just start again. Okay, that didn't work. Let me jump next time. Right. You don't have time. So I made myself go, I'm just going to start deciding unless... It requires me to go like get a secret code. Mm -hmm. I got to go visit a magician, a wizard to get the key. Okay, that's fine. But don't then do that. Don't sit there going, what should I do? What should, well, I'll just come back. Right. I'll go back. Time is yeah. lapsing. Yeah. The video game don't wait for nobody. Right. So if you just want to sit there, just know the time is dwindling down. I think a lot of people are really fearful and they're afraid of failing. I mean, I'm, I feel that way all the time Same. and they don't do it. So they're like, okay, I'll do it next year. I'll do it later. But I kind of know for myself, if I just get like that, like inkling of an urge to, to just do something, I have to jump on that at that moment. Otherwise I'm going to overthink it and it will never happen to me. I mean, I could There's be. There's a extreme. famous <laughs> motivational speaker, female Robbins. I can't remember her first name, but she basically says decide within five seconds. Cause if you don't, 
you're, you're going to let your like conscious brain confuse the shit out of you. Like, mm -hmm. what if this happens? What mm -hmm. if that, what if they don't like you? What if they say you're stupid? What if they, yeah. what if you fail? Like, yeah. go with your gut. Within five seconds, she's like, I count down five, four, three, two, one. And I just get up and go. Yeah. And then what happens is you learn from doing that. Holy shit. Things turn out way better than I expected mostly. Because mm -hmm. when I show up, opportunity, like you show up to the party, you show up to the networking yeah. event, you meet somebody, you go, wow, I'm glad I showed up. And you do that 10 times, you go, wait a second. It does kind of pay to mm -hmm. just act. Yeah. And so you do it because it works. So yeah, because it works. Don't doubt that. I don't think you should doubt it. Yeah. You're doing the right thing. Thinking That's why you're less. here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm scared every time I do the podcast, by the way. Yeah. Because I always go, what if today I go, I, uh, I, I don't know don't what to, to say ask or ask. Or yeah. What if that happened? Mm -hmm. But then you just got to go, oh, well. Mm -hmm. I just know not to listen. That's the only thing that that's the thing that changed the most. I still get the thoughts. Yeah. So don't try to eliminate them. Go, all right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hear you, mom. All right. <laughs> I'll be careful. Yeah. I definitely think I have an advantage because I grew up doing theater and improv and kind of just thinking quick on my feet about right. things and just doing you gotta it. You got to decide an improv. Right. You got to say yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're already it's up like there. Ani, you're already committed. Creative Ani. The other side Ani. Of yeah. The Ani's. Mm -hmm. You know? She's like, I just say yes to everything mm -hmm. that she wants. Mm -hmm. And it's that's like, probably why we connected now. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. It's not about saying sh yes to shit you don't want. That's mm -hmm. kind of saying no to yourself. Mm -hmm. It's about going, God, I really feel like I probably should go, but I don't know. What's the point? Am I really yeah. going to? What's going to happen? Nothing's going to happen. If you talk yourself out of it, oh, yeah. you're not really doing what you want. You're yeah. you're just listening to fear that's always yeah. going to be there. But there's a, there's a difference between adrenaline and fear, I think. Right. It's like you can be scared, but you have all this adrenaline that you have to do it. Yes. Otherwise, or you can be really scared to the point where you're just like putting yourself in depression. <laughs> well, you know how they say the thing that scares you the most, do it. Mm -hmm. That's a good scientific theory behind it. Like, because you get the most adrenaline. That's why you get the most scared. That's why mm -hmm. you should jump out of the plane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I did, like, a stand-up comedy class, which was my biggest fear. Because, really, I got a lot of adrenaline. It was a huge adrenaline oh, yeah. rush. That's why I was so scared. And I'm glad I did it. Yeah. I did it a few times. And every time, it's scary as shit. Oh, yeah. I admire that. But yeah. that's, like, building that muscle to know that's a great dude. That's what it is. It's, it's not that you shouldn't do it. Your fear might just also be a combination of what if something bad, like what if I fall on my face and all this adrenaline rushing through you and yeah. makes you go, oh, I shouldn't do it. No, yeah. that's adrenaline talking. That means just get the fuck up there and let your words take over. Yeah. And trust it. I mean, trust like, yourself. You're going to say something. And say hello it. and you're good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If, I, I used to you know what? This is how I got up on stage. Just sharing a tip for stand up comedy. I swear I did work on a routine because I realized I'm not yet at the point where I think I can be fucking Dave Chappelle and just flow yeah. with like funny shit like he can because I'm too nervous. So I, mm -hmm. you got to come up with shit. And then I would say, okay, what's my objective today? To get up on stage, grab a hot mic and say hello. And I made that part. I go, hey, I just had to get up here and say hello. <laughs> so I already won, motherfuckers. Yeah. Joke's on you and they laugh. Yeah. And then I go into my bit. Yeah, like, like I that. would tell them, I'm nervous. Just lean into that shit. Yeah, exactly. But That's I already said hello, so I'm good. The rest is gravy. Right. 
And it's kind of just trusting yourself and your talent, too. Like, you've obviously thought about doing stand-up, and then by, by the time right. you get up there, you already know you're ready. Otherwise, you wouldn't be up there. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I, I kind of tell myself that with singing and performing. I mean, there was one time where I had a performance, and I only had three hours to prepare. I had to sing the Star Spangled Banner, had to do a 15-minute set of just songs for, like, 300 people. And I was like, oh, God, Shit. there's no way I can do this. Like, it's I don't even know the Star Spangled Banner like that. I barely ever sing what it. What if I forget it? What oh if I forget God. it? What if my voice cracks? All this stuff. So I like I was actually at a theater class at that time. And then I drove like an hour home to practice like real quick before the event. Find a quick outfit, like do my hair. I was like, OK, I'm going to make up a set. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I went there, obviously so nervous, especially for Star Spangled Banner, because that's not something you sing every day, you know. Right. And I saw people like on the sides, like having their cameras out because they knew I was nervous to, just to see like if my voice is going to crack or if I was going to mess up or something. And I didn't. I, I killed the song. I did the performance really well. And they put their cameras down. They're like, oh, OK. And they're like, started clapping. But to me, that was just like, OK, see, look it. You know, I trusted my talent. I listened to myself and I got paid for something that was just like right. last minute. So you got to yeah. trust. Got to trust yourself. And the, that's the other reason I like the simulation like theory that this might be mm -hmm. to give myself a little more courage. Like it might be a simulation. You're going to feel really silly if you don't do it. Oh, yeah. You'll feel like, bad. You'll be like, fuck. Like, how do you tell if yeah. people are reaching out to you and this is your job? How do you tell them? Oh, I can't do it because I'm nervous. Like you you don't say that, obviously, but you don't want to make excuses either because a ne the, the next opportunity that comes around may not come around. That being said. <laughs> Not to put you on the spot, but you could you drop a few bars? Drop a few bars? Sing um, something? You could. We could edit this part out and go, oh, well, we didn't ask that. Just uh, <laughs> we were in the studio last night, and yeah. we were supposed to record this song, but we didn't. But I, I really like it, and the verse has been stuck in my head, and it's like... We won't steal it. No, don't steal it. Just saying that on camera. Don't video. steal the rights. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you actually, this is your copyright right here, because it's recorded... So you can prove back, hey, we sang that shit first. Don't try to steal that shit misunderstood. You know what I'm saying? Stay in your lane, baby. Stay in right. your lane with the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can sing a few bars of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the intro. That was Set the, the mood intro. for the deepness of this song. The sirens. Okay. Serious. <laughs> so it's called Say the Words, and we, we wrote it like one random night. Um, so it's like, if I talk back, you don't like that. Say you always listen, but you never did. Silent way you near me, gotta hear me. Taking shots, or oh, you never did. Call me when you're lonely. I know you always need someone. Don't. <laughs> See? But you just gotta do it. You just gotta go. <laughs> I, 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 got I screw up on the podcast all the time. Yeah. And then show just what I do is I go. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's better. Because then people get nervous. Well, she did it perfect. It's my first podcast. But they'll get nervous if you do it perfect. I actually like that. Messed up. Yeah. That you messed up at the end. Just at the end. Yeah. You can keep going. I don't know. I could do it I, again. I think you <laughs> you can kind of. That was amazing, by the way. Oh, I was like you. definitely grooving. Cool. I personally, for inspirational purposes, like that you messed up at the end. Because then... I'm still trying. I'm yeah, still learning. Because someone can go, oh, well, because if you did it perfect, they'd say, yeah, mm -hmm. but she's all perfect and I would mess up and I'd forget yeah. something. So I kind of like that. Thank you. And by the way, just the fact that you did it on the spot, I'm not going to call out any names, but, you know, not everyone does. And yeah. I'm just saying the truth is 
if you can't do it on the spot, I'm going to call you out because I'm just going to tell you, like, you should work on that. Like, why? Mm -hmm. If you're saying you're a singer, you should be able to sing on cue unless you just don't feel like you're like, I'm tired. Why are you waking yeah. me up at three in the morning? I'm not your, like, freaking, you know, entertainment yeah. monkey or something. Like, but if you're on a stage, if you've got people, don't you want to connect through your voice, through your message, through mm -hmm. your storytelling? Yeah. Eventually, I want to sing that song on stage, but I just thought I'd share it, even though it's not done. <laughs> I think I, I was really, really getting into it. Like, I was feeling the feeling behind it, the passion. Yeah. Uh, it was very catchy. Yeah. So, I think... Uh, Let's, yeah. let's see what you got when you when you finish it off. I'm definitely more of a, I, I, I resonate and I'm more passionate about the songwriting. I love singing too, but I know I haven't worked as long as my, on my voice as I have with my writing. So that's something that, you know, obviously I was nervous. I was a little vulnerable doing that. So thank you guys for listening and being an open ear. Um, but that's, I know that's something that I'm working on. So that's why I'm happy to just do and the it. way you handle adversity is very telling about a person's character. Mm -hmm. And we've got it here on film, unrehearsed. <laughs> and I'm just oh, yeah. saying, if it was all smooth and great, like I always tell the story of my son who's like, he plays basketball, he's a good shooter. When he would have a bad shooting day during halftime, I go, I'm, I want to see this. Yeah, I like what's happening. He's like, what do you mean? I'm missing. I go, I want to see what you do at the end of the game when you've been missing. Yeah, when you lose. Not when everything's going well for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how you become indestructible and take advantage of your opportunities. If you have a chance yeah. to, to get a victory, don't be afraid just because something didn't go perfect for you. Oh yeah, you know no. I mean, I, mean I, I a lot of things don't go perfect for me. I'm right. pretty clumsy. You can ask him. <laughs> right. I do a lot of things uh different than other people, so I kind of tend to pay for that kind of mistakes, I guess, later. At least in my head I do. I wouldn't say mistakes totally, but I would just say uh, they're not the easiest way to do things. Right. Yeah. I do like to call mm -hmm. them mistakes from this definition for myself. Like if I have an objective for the game, like I want to invest my money smart and I don't research and invest it in something I was trying to shortcut, mm -hmm. I'll probably say, look, like I'm glad it happened because obviously mm -hmm. I didn't know any better. Now I'm going to learn from that. But I do want to go, that was a mistake. So for the future, I don't invest in that manner because I can invest more effectively. Mm -hmm. So from that standpoint, it's a mistake, but not like from a, mistakes are good. Yeah. Like you should, if you're not making mistakes, then you're just doing whatever already works for you. You learn from your mistakes. You got to A-B test stuff. When you A-B test, <clears throat> you automatically make one mistake mm -hmm. and one better one. Mm -hmm. So if mm -hmm. you can't A-B test, you're not going to be a very good marketer, advertiser, or product yeah. developer. You got to be like, hey, which bottle looks better? You're not going to grow either. Looks better. Yeah. Like Gotta if be I, wrong. If I just sat here and I was like, I'm not going to sing. Like, nah, I'm right. nervous. I haven't rehearsed. Like, I'm going to go on the drive home and think about the whole time. Like, why didn't I do it? Like, I would get mad at myself. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the lesson here, I'm telling yeah. you. Plus, you sang beautifully. Thank and you. I think it's going to be even more impactful the way it all happened. Honestly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That makes me happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure. And I want to ask you, like, so what do you, what do you want? Like, what is your... What do you envision for yourself? Uh, I would like to go back to the vulnerabilities and like mm -hmm. the more vulnerabilities you can share. I think that's inspirational too. Like, yeah. so, yeah. but like if, so if you don't know, that's okay too. Right. But 
Yeah. What do you What do you want? Do you want to be a famous singer? Do you want to reach people with your voice? Do you want to be a songwriter or both? Or I how want, do you see it happening for yourself? I want to reach people and connect with people through music, not necessarily my songs. I write a lot of songs. I love writing songs. And any artist can sing. Any artist that likes a song could sing it. I would, would not mind writing songs for other artists. Obviously, I wouldn't mind being an artist. I love the stage. I love singing. I love all of that. But it's not my goal. Got it. Yeah. So when you, let me ask you this, just because I'm just curious. When you write a song, do you know like, oh, that that's for my voice versus, oh, that would be great for Rihanna? Absolutely. Like, you, like you I know tell. the moment the song's over. I'm wow. like, okay, that's probably not a song for me. But Man. someone else could use that song. Yeah, that's amazing to be able to know. Like I always wonder, like how did that songwriter decide? Yeah. Uh, this is I. How do they not go fuck that? That's my motherfucking song. Yeah. How do they give away a hit song? But it's because they're like they have a vision for their song. Mm -hmm. It's about the story it's telling. It's about connecting with other people to mm -hmm. help them, inspire them, make them feel. Yeah. And when you're a true artist, you're. It's not about necessarily singing it unless that's your artistry. Yeah. And even then, you want the right song. Yeah. You want to do the song you can do best, ideally. If someone could sing it better and s share the message better than I can, right. let them, you know. So that's in good to know because that'll open that, like anyone that listens to your message opens, yeah. is open to that now. Like, yeah. because you can, you're just, you want to tell stories through song. Mm -hmm. exactly. What's the story you want to tell? Is there a certain message or? Um, I think right now, like, just based off my EP and the songs that I make, a lot of it is just being more vulnerable and understanding and honest with yourself. Um, so just people to have more of a connection to themselves, you know, rather than looking at comparing themselves to someone else. Like I'm a twin. So I grew up being compared my whole life pretty much mm -hmm. still sometimes to this day. And we live cities apart. Um, so I, you know, I feel really strongly about that. And you it's guys really like hard. identical. We're fraternal, actually. So that's even like stranger to me because we're nothing alike. We don't look alike, but people just automatically think twins. Oh, you have to be the same. You have to dress the same and right. talk the same and all that. But you guys are opposite. Complete opposite. What's her personality? And she's she's really outgoing and fun. She was athletic growing up. I tried to be athletic. I wasn't really. Uh, she works in finance now, lives in Orange County. I don't do any of that. <laughs> So we're just, we're complete opposite, but we're also like best friends too. So Right. You compliment each other. Yeah, exactly. Right? And usually people don't have to be the same to compliment. Mm -mm. They should have different strengths and weaknesses to where they feel like, oh, wow, you're really complimenting my weakness and I'm yeah. complimenting your weakness and vice versa. Yeah, it's important. And right. I just want other people to know that, you know, there's other people that are going to be out there that are different and seem better than you in your head, but really like no one's you. No one's you. Yeah. It's something I've been feeling like a mantra on, like mm -hmm. meaning because it's easy to go, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, like comparing yourself like, mm -hmm. oh, Joe Rogan's so smart and witty. I'll never. And it's easy. And that's maybe true that I won't be that, but he'll never be me. Right. You should give yourself credit. Yeah. Maybe that's not a good thing. You might not get ratings. That's fine. But still, no one can do it like you. So you'll mm -hmm. never know. Mm -hmm. No one else is going to come fill your shoes. Yeah. It's going to be a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah, and you're just letting other people do their thing. But yeah, take your place right. if you feel it, even and be willing to fall on your face. That's mm -hmm. very important. Joe Rogan wasn't Joe Rogan in a day. Exactly. 
Probably took him a long time to get there. And who, yeah, he had yeah. to figure himself out. Yeah. And all you got to do is follow your nose, you know, like Toucan Sam. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't Parrot. really know. Remember, yeah. two, I don't know if you know, two, that was probably pre your time. Is that there was loops? a bird. There was, yeah, Fruit Loops. Yeah. Toucan Sam, he would say, follow your nose and he would find the fruity pebbles. Or but is he it didn't the really loops? know where it was. It's just, you got to, hmm, you know? Yeah. I feel like I want to be in music and then just go follow your nose and then yeah. see what you find. Well, to me, like, it's not even a feeling of me wanting to be in music. It's more of like, I feel like I've always been this way. As a kid, I've always loved music and I've always wrote songs and didn't even know what I was talking about. And How I would make early? my whole family. Take us all the way back. All the way back. Tell us the, the movie. Uh, the version. Yeah. Tell us the movie version. The movie like version. Yeah. Well. You know, like the two, three page Cliff Notes movie version. Okay. I yeah. can make it, make it kind of quick. Yeah. But my dad, he had this cam camcorder okay. like a vcr tape camera where you yeah yeah i don't know, you know them well i don't know now because technology's changed so much right. but he had it and i was probably like four years old and like he'd you always record right onto this film basically yeah, yeah yeah and he loved filming like me and my siblings and you know we had we were like you know welcome back to diamond love show because we had a, a guy at the time a young guy at the time living with us and his name was diamond and uh he ha he wanted to be like a personality star. So me and my sister were always like in the background, you know, like Diamond Love Show. And I was always doing little performances and singing. And after that, I was like, okay. And then I kind of fell in love with music. And something else too that is, I think plays a big part in me loving music is my mom. She worked uh, in entertainment industry. She worked with Michael Jackson's family. She worked with Boys to Men, Babyface. So I grew up going to these events with her. I grew up going to studios with her and it always felt like a world that I wanted to you know be in but I felt like I couldn't I always felt like there was a wall there like this is only on the outside and I think growing up seeing all that and being around that it kind of played with my head in a way where I'm like I'm gonna try to get there I don't know how but I'm gonna do it um so yeah after I graduated I decided to That's but yeah amazing. I think I think all of that kind of tells a story of why I am who I am now, yeah. an artist. So, so you, I mean, you got a little lucky in that you were in an environment and you had a passion, like a natural, like draw attraction to something that was in your environment. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it had, you had a supportive kind of, you had a support around you that some people don't have. You know what I mean? I, but, I wouldn't say totally a support i mean as much as my mom tried she tried to keep us away from the entertainment industry i've seen a lot her go through a lot people stealing money threatening to kill her family like a lot just from being wow. in the entertainment industry and so she tried to keep you guys keep us away from it she, protecting you guys right like never reveal our name she said if you're going to make social media it's not your real name like all of that so i that's why i always felt like there was a wall like i couldn't enter that that so industry did that hurt you or help you, you think i think it hindered me i don't think it hurt me or helped mm -hmm. me i think it it stopped me from kind of going but it wasn't like something like i wouldn't put my parents would put limits on us like that too mm -hmm. i wouldn't necessarily do that to my kids knowing yeah now what i know that doesn't mean i would push them into the entertainment right. business i'd be like you sure you want to do this all right, right. if you're willing to work hard but set boundaries and all that kind yeah. of stuff but well i know it's look, protection yeah they were trying to protect me sure, exactly i, totally I was just gonna it. say that um so i'm not upset about mm -hmm. how i was raised or nothing like that but i also knew i would be a lot further along if my right. parents kind of caught on to this a little bit more like oh wow naomi she's yeah. writing songs every day and she's only eight years old like maybe we should try to put her into i don't know songwriting class with more music right. friends but they didn't 
catch America's on to got that. Talent. Right, something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> they did put me in in uh piano lessons and yeah, and I, all that a little bit, but right. yeah, that's about it. That's just good takeaway for other people. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all I want to like, you know, help other kids out there that are like, "Mom, dad, see, like let me do this. Come right. on, I really want it." You kind of right. have to we talk about this in other podcasts for kids. You got to fight for who you want to be. Mm-hmm. Don't take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. If you bug your parents enough They'll and make you. a case and boss up, mm-hmm. like take care, clean your damn room before they tell you, mm-hmm. do the things you need to do beforehand and go, mom, look, I'm taking care of all my shit. Yeah. Let me go to this audition. Fine. Yeah. Stop. Bo- will you stop bothering me then? Instead of, oh, they won't let me go. Look, and I get it's easy to take that. Like, well, they just don't listen. Yeah. Still. Still, be an active player in this game. Like you do have more more control than you think, and it is your life. You mm-hmm. ain't gonna be living at your parents' house forever. Mm-mm. It's gonna go by quicker than you think. It goes by fast. And you better have something that you like doing because you're gonna be on a very long road to mm-hmm. figuring yourself out with bills to pay. Right now, you don't have bills to pay. Figure it out now. Don't wait. Mm-hmm. Find your obsession and lean into it. Don't yeah. wait till you're 18. That's really a mistake. Yeah. Like if you're three and you like music. Let your kids be all into that. Right. If they're obsessed, great. Right. How do we allow them to have a career? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the business side, the marketing side, the design side, the yeah. singing side, the songwriting side, the yeah. event side, whatever. But be with your passion. Be with your yeah. where you're going to be excited to go to work and create at your highest level. I think now, finally, after so many years like my generation is kind of the generation that's not really doing the whole nine to five thing we're doing the more creative side so my parents back then when i was a kid they weren't thinking like that right they weren't thinking like maybe she can make a career out of this you know they were just like oh she's cute having fun being creative that's just how she is you know but you know if i have when i have kids i don't have any kids but if i see my kid like singing songs or like trying to pick up guitar at a young age i'll be like let's try it you know by the way, and this is just for parents like my age or above, <laughs> like there is more content being created now than ever in the history of mankind. Mm-hmm. We are automating more and more jobs. Think about it. There's more robotics and AI. So yeah, less jobs, but also more free time for people to be like scrolling on their phone. Yeah. And I'm saying, that, so there's a lot more money. If you look at the pie, of where money's flowing. Mm-hmm. Even if you're a brand, it's all content creation, storytelling. You could be a storyteller, content creator, making them, and everything has to have music. Right. So if you're music, just do music for movies and shorts yeah. and for TikToks and for whatever. Yeah. Content is king, like Gary Vee says, but I'm telling you the reasons. It's not just because he says it. It's because people have a lot more free time. Think about it, how many yeah. hours we spend now versus 10 years ago because it's part of what you're doing now you're like trying to connect with people mm-hmm. you're creating followers mm-hmm. which turn into sales so you need to make content yeah it's content 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 so i'm just saying like don't think of it as like i'm pursuing my crazy dreams yeah, yeah. and any business like let's say you become a mechanic if you know how to make tiktok videos Guess what? Oh, yeah. You're going to make some money fixing cars. Yeah. I want to go to that fucking repair shop that's got 120,000 followers and they make these crazy videos and amazing car art yeah. or whatever they do. Yeah. Lean into the thing you're in. Good. But I'm saying 
content creation. Don't think mm -hmm. of it as like you're trying to be Hollywood or yeah, an actor. Oh, yeah. It is the future. It's like 80% of everything now. Yeah. Every brand needs content and every brand and no brand knows how to use most brands don't know how to use Instagram, TikTok yet. No. So all these young people out there that right. love TikTok, don't feel bad about yourself. Start making TikToks for big brands and make money. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. They're trying to be cool, but they don't know what cool is because they're not living and breathing like TikToks and content and friends and what these young consumers want. Mm -hmm. I definitely Target. think <laughs> maybe, maybe the pandemic People say, you know, 2020 was a bad year, but I think it was a year where a lot of people realized that they can create content and yes. make a living off of it. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, I would have never been this far along in music if it wasn't for that lockdown. I was I had a, a job where I was working at a security desk and it was taking a lot of my time. And I was only doing music maybe once in a while. But once I got laid off from that job, I'm like, this is all I'm going to do now is just write songs and make music. So. I, I kind of, honestly, 2020 was one of my best years. And I, I can me. say that. <laughs> and I'm not saying it what didn't come with its difficulties. I'm sure it did for oh, you. Oh, for sure. It comes with challenge and being uncomfortable and doing new things that you, you don't know if it's going to work. Mm -hmm. But for me too, the podcast started in 2020. Yeah. Really. See? That's mm -hmm. when me and Josh got together and utilize. I used to also go out a lot mm -hmm. to meet people, which I still want to do, but it gave me this year and a half reset to sit. We sat in my backyard with my other business partner for like six months straight, almost mm -hmm. like four months solid, but six months total and came up with our brand for our spirits company, mm -hmm. for example, all because of the pandemic because we, our other opportunity ended. We were at home. We're like, let's just do this right. business thing that we keep saying we're going to do. And we keep taking other projects that mm -hmm. build our experience. And we got to work together on a couple. Yeah. But let's just do this. And I'm yeah. just saying, like, it was the lockdown that was the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Although I could have easily said, oh, my gosh, I can't go out anymore. Yeah. I can't see my friends. I can't. I want to be around people. I could have yeah. easily focused on that and focused on all the negativity. Yeah. It's really about you. Mm -hmm. to your attitude because mm -hmm. the negative stuff was there in your life too oh but my life is really difficult i have people tell me that now they're like yeah you don't understand i'm like i got four fucking kids an ex-wife <laughs> you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. money's tight as never before right just because i own like a, pro a home i have nothing else. like mm -hmm. people the, oh you're no man like no, you don't understand. It's so hard. Yeah. It's about focusing on the opportunities every day and don't look down because you're going to fall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just keep climbing. And all these people are, are just right getting to the tippy tip of this mountain. Yeah. That we're going to be on for quite a long time, by the way, because it's not you're not getting there because you're going to have like you're going to get you're not looking to win the lottery. Mm -hmm. You've been building for how, your whole life. Really. Yeah. So that's how you do it. No one's an overnight success. No, yeah. When you're ready for the success, it starts coming. Mm -hmm. When things mm -hmm. start flowing, it's because you became ready for it. They were already there. Opportunities were already there. Nip Nipsey Hustle said, preparation meets opportunity. Because mm -hmm. the opportunity is already there. It's like you're in the ocean. The waves are always there. Yeah. Just because you're not catching waves, that's just because you, know, you don't know how to surf. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I don't know. I'm not ready. You got to take a few hits too. Yeah, you got to try. You got to crash a couple <clears throat> times too. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're just going to keep going, well, I don't know. That's 
The waves never catch me. They always catch other people. Bro, yeah, you, you got to swim, you can't motherfucker. sit there and be like, oh, sorry, me. You know? And you got to train to be able to swim fast enough to catch the damn wave and time it right. And there's a lot to it mm -hmm. to be a surfer. I'm not even a surfer. I just like the analogy for life because the waves are already there. Yeah. When you ready, that's when experience, you know, and opportunity meet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a good lesson. Yeah. Mm. So going back to what you want to do, ultimately... How do you want to like impact, I guess, the world or, or, or what's your objective for this game that you're playing, your life? My objective, I mean, I want to, like you said, and what we were talking about earlier is doing something that you love to make you happy. I mean, I don't want to, I don't care if I'm like super rich. Obviously, that would be great. But I mean, I'd rather have more gas for the car. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like, I just rather do something that I love. And like right now, you know, I'm not rich or nothing like that, but. I do love my life and I love that I kind of have control over my life to do what I want, that I can do music and I have people that support me. And honestly, I, I love what I'm doing now and I'll continue doing this, but if I could do it on a bigger scale and make it full time, that's kind of my goal right now right. for my life. Yep. You know, obviously I would love to be successful in it and that's what I'm working towards. But you know, if it doesn't happen, I can, I'll still be writing songs the rest of my life, no matter what. Um, but That's going, the key. The yeah. key. Like I think finding your passion mm -hmm. and confidence to do it. Mm -hmm. And then the rest is just details of whatever the journey has to offer for you. Right. Nobody can really I don't think yeah. anyone I know can really predict. Yeah. Just and there's no right and wrong. Yeah. And you just, that's what's exciting about it. It's like it's you don't really know. It might be predestined, but you don't know. Yeah. So enjoy the ride, whatever it is. Make the best decisions you can. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you kind of have to go back and and look at what you want for your life too. Like during the pandemic, I was sitting in my room and me and him, we weren't dating at the time, but I just remember texting him like, I haven't talked to him in months really. And I was like, hey, I have the song that I made. What do you think of it? You know, are you still in the studio? Like, can I come by? And this was during the pandemic. So I expected like a no, but he's like, yeah, you know, we can go this day and work on the song. And then from that, we just like, started going to the studio every week together and we wrote an EP and now I have my first EP out. So it's just kind of all of going, asking the world for something because right. you know, and you reaching want out. That's, that's the key. Right. And not being afraid to you, do you it. You kept, you showed up by wow. reaching out, following your instinct. Did yeah. you know you liked him in that way or you um, thought there was just like some kind of chemistry there in general? I, I, I was really, um, I would say I played it really safe and professional. I was like, he's my producer. You know, we don't, that's, I don't like him. No way, you know, but all, obviously like I was really charmed by him. Um, but I always kind of had a wall up in a way where I'm like, nah, this is business only. Right. And, and how long did it take to combine uh, the business and personal? Uh, <laughs> Just I curious. Would, I'll tell you why. I'm yeah. Not trying to be nosy. Yeah, oh, I'd say it would take, it took about a year, but we had the lockdown. So we were, we weren't we're with each other for like half the year, but that's kind of cool though, man. Cause it allowed mm -hmm. you to build like a deeper connection built on like mutual respect, able to work together on like a long-term project. Yeah. We became really good friends first. Right. So that's, that was important. And even right. the night where we went out for the first time besides the studio, I, I told him, I was like, listen, you know, this can't come between the music if we get together and that was the first conversation we had because 
we met through music first. It's just going to be, it's going to be that, you know, because you can get lost in a relationship. Like we, we find ourselves, you know, like, oh, we should work on music. And then we don't because we're just like having a good time hanging out together. But then we'll eventually, you know, go in and and do it. But yeah, we were, we were set the boundaries and, and evolve together. Mm-hmm. In my experience. Yeah. How long have you guys been together now? It's going to be a year in November. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So we're still. But working together for two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Still that first, you know, phase. But the fact right. that you guys are able to work together and ha- like that's pretty. Yeah. Th- that could be so powerful. Like I said, like the power couple thing is real. Yeah. I mean. If you have a partner that can support you. Yeah. Because a lot of times that's not the case. I know yeah, a lot of not. couples that don't support each other. Yeah. I don't want to call them out by name, but I'm happy to talk to them if they ever want to come on the show and help <laughs> them out because I feel like it's unfortunate because then yeah. you don't get the full version of the person. They resent you anyway in the long run. Mm-hmm. Same for the other person because mm-hmm. it's it's two ways. Like he's doing what he loves too. So mm-hmm. it's like it just happens to be this great like puzzle fit. If someone I mean? doesn't support you, you shouldn't be with them. Exactly. And even in friendships. Right. I'm learning that. Yeah. It's kind of the key, honestly. And, and, mm-hmm. and like, I had a hard time with this. You can't, you can still love people from mm-hmm. a distance, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to say, decide, do I love them or not? You can say, you know what? I actually do love you. Just don't want to be around you. Yeah. Right now. Maybe right. if you had a different attitude. Yeah. Like in five years, come back. Yeah. Because <laughs> seriously, they'll hinder your growth yeah. and what you want. Yeah. And then you got to spend your energy on that. Right, and, and they can go spend. They can connect with other people on in that on that wavelength that where they can enjoy each other's company more, mm-hmm. talking about whatever they want to talk about. Whereas you're trying to like solve problems. Some people like to talk about problems. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't. I don't want to talk about. I want to solve. And it's like it's frustrating when yeah. you're around people that where you're like, well, hey, how about when they go, no, nah, like that's not going to work, and they just want to talk about the problem. Yeah. And there's never a solution. Or it's just always about them. Right. You know, it's always like, well, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Can you help me with this? Can you? Mm-hmm. And then when you're like, can you help me with this? They're like, yes. But if you do this, this, this and this, it's like, OK, well, like I genuinely help you and I don't ask for anything. Right. And then every time I want help from you, you you tell me that you want me to do a million things. So, well, I always say and I'm going to say it again because it's so important and because I want you guys to be successful. Mm-hmm. I think your number one job, actually, because you already have the talent and passion to get to where you want to go and get the gas in the car you want to be able to do whatever you guys want and even gas in the jet. Why not? You can fly wherever the fuck you want and do like humanitarian shit. You know what I mean? Whenever you want. Your number one job is to really find the one in 20 people that are really going to match your vision, love what you guys do, love each one of you individually. Not like you can't bring someone on that loves him. It's like... To you, mm. it's got to be like, oh, my God, guys, how do I work with you? Mm-hmm. And that's a difficult job because I really think it's like one in 20, maybe one in 10. You can't be yeah. like, hey, you're I know you. Mm-hmm. I kind of like you. You want to be and then it doesn't work out. Right. Yeah. You have to like interview 20 people and be like very particular about letting people into the team because it's like this is serious. Mm-hmm. You don't like the Lakers organization doesn't just let anyone come into their organization, right? They're like, hey, let's try it out, you know, work yeah. as an intern, work your way up. Yeah. Hey, you're doing a great job. You know, we have a, an opening. Yeah. It's not like, hey, yeah, come over, which you tend to do when you're small because you yeah. want help. You need help. 
But But once you get to a certain point, you got to say, all right, now it's, these are the requirements. You can always change the requirements. And if people don't meet your requirements, you got to say, I love you, but it's not expected. I don't expect you to do anything. These are the requirements. Sorry. For this team, like you can't be on the Lakers roster if you're not like Russell Westbrook. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then we might trade for you because it's about the championship. Yeah. You so try to make gold records, not okay records. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you need Kevin Hart level team. You're not going to make gold records by yourself. You need 10 people on that team. Mm-hmm. Believe mm-hmm. that. Lawyer, accountant, plumber, all of them. And the wrong team could ruin it all for you too. Dude, a bad accountant can ruin it. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Where's all the damn money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> shit yeah never trust the accountant man i'm a recovering accountant Mm. 20 plus years wow i would audit accountants so i know what goes on Mm -hmm. but yeah it's very important to have a good team Mm -hmm. and once i realized that that's when things really started like taking off even in corporate to build departments when i didn't do that when i was a little more like most people do hire a little bit on the resume too much I would, inter- when I got really seasoned, I would interview people like three times. I'd take them to lunch. I'd, mm. And then I go, come in again, meet the team. Because mm. I didn't, I wanted to make sure the character and the attitude and philosophies really, not just, how oh, you have a great resume. Yeah. Wow. You answered my typical, you know, interview questions. I didn't have typical interview questions. Yeah. I wanted to get to know the person to see if it's real. Yeah. And then when I did that, oh my God, my, honestly, I, my job was like 20% of the work when wow. I had the right team in place. Yeah. So that's the other thing. And you could focus on bigger ideas. Yeah. It's very important. I, I definitely wouldn't be this far along if I didn't meet him. Yes. I, I would have been probably still making songs in my bedroom, maybe a few features here and there, but I wouldn't have a whole EP that was engineered and mastered and being in studios in Hollywood. So it's like, yeah. I, I kind of feel like that second person might be the key. Because oh, yeah. if I think about it, Josh was my second person to get to the podcast. Mm-hmm. I kept wanting to do it for five years, like podcasts mm-hmm. or on the street interviews or anything. But I would I would hire, I hired assistants, but I have so much other stuff that we'd always get caught up in that and never. Mm-hmm. So finally, when I found the right second punch, it's like you need the one-two punch. Yeah. You need the Kobe Shaq. Yeah. You need the Jordan Pippen. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a great chef has a great operations person behind them. Yeah. Because otherwise they're just making up crazy ideas and no one's buying the ingredients. Mm-hmm. So like, dude, I just thought of how, but that second person can't just be anyone. Has to be like, mm-hmm. really strong because mm-hmm. it takes so much to get over that hump. For you guys to have released your EP, I'm sure. I felt like we dragged this podcast across the finish line. That's how we talked about it. Aww. We were going to drag this motherfucker across. Yeah. The finish. yeah. It was a, it was a, we actually did this EP really fast. It maybe about six months. We had a song that we recorded earlier in the year, but once I like, it kind of aligned in a very strange way. Like there's been a lot of like, whoa moments where it's like, this is kind of the moment we've been waiting for in our lives. And we felt that together. It's been, it's kind of crazy. There was, uh, one night where we were um, just kind of talking and texting before we were dating and I wrote a song and I'm like, it was called In My Home. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to call my EP In My Home. He, and he was like, whoa. He's like, I started a business back then and it's called Home. And I've always been thinking about, you know, a record, I think a record label. 
Yeah. And he's like, I've been thinking about this name for a while. Like, this is perfect. And it was just kind of like, I never knew that story about him either. And I was like, wow. And we've had tons of moments like that where you just kind of know that you're with the right person and working with the right, right people. Remember Constellation Farms, their tagline, this teaching farm we just met that we were all blown away by their story. They're going to be like helping special needs adults like on this teaching farm. They bought an acre of land finally or a couple acres. But their tagline was finding your home because mm. they're like all these special needs kids get aged out and then, you know, they're not in school anymore. Yeah. So they kind of don't really they, the, the, their families can't really take care of them. They're at work. They're busy. Yeah. So it's like their whole thing was finding a home. So mm -hmm. it's just interesting how that that keeps coming up too. Mm -hmm. I mean, home is and how people today really are lost. Mm -hmm. It has a lot of meaning, and You're I lost man. I did separated, lost, confused, following anything that anyone can divert somebody with unlimited content behind it. Hey, birds aren't real. I'm not saying they are, but I, they probably are. I'm just saying there's a, whole, a lot of people that believe they're not real because there's like a whole series of videos you can watch that make you think that. Yeah. And I'm just saying like just today in general, like people are so separated and physically, especially after the pandemic mm -hmm. and not like chasing money. Mm -hmm. And when you chase money, you often don't end up doing what you love. Yeah. It's trying to shortcut the game, but the game don't, the game don't fuck around yeah it's just the game it's in, it's in the algorithm mm -hmm. you need to realize i try to shortcut it too mm -hmm. with businesses like oh i'm gonna leave corporate and do amazon yeah why because oh this guy's making like 200 grand selling amazon yeah yeah but he loved that shit making the deal i don't want to do that i mean that's the way society is though right. like you go to call you go to school you go to college then you get the nine to five and you're good you know, like you get the money. You're if good. that's what you like. Yeah. yeah. There's but that's kind of what they love teach accounting. you. Right. If you don't, if you don't find your own passion on your own, then. The school cannot be responsible at this yeah. time, unfortunately, for your happiness. Mm -mm. They don't never teach you is. emotional intelligence. No. I don't know what the fuck that was. Yeah. Where was like health class teaching me emotional intelligence yeah. or how to be in a relationship? Not in a way where I would laugh about it and giggle with my friends. Because mm -hmm. that's how they teach. Mm -hmm. They don't relate to you in a real way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's school systems archaic. It's just based on academic, you know, uh, drivers, test taking, standardization mm -hmm. versus yeah. custom teaching. Like, I think we can get to it. Like, mm -hmm. I think LeBron's schools are like that, I think. But we should get to yeah, like, oh, yeah. where the algorithm in your computer just tracks the shit you like. Oh, this student keeps... Doing the musical, uh, you know, yeah. part of the lecture. Let's get them use get into, okay, let's try piano. And then the yeah. computer's like tracking your shit where it's like, oh, this guy really likes photography or this woman likes yeah. this. Or instead of like a one size fits all. And then you just kind of go, I'm going to be a lawyer because they make a lot of money. Yeah. And you hate That's it. That's a dumb reason to do it. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to be one of those lawyers that want to kill themselves. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I'm not kidding. Mm -hmm. People think, no, uh, it's fine. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> he's doing that shit 12 hours a day just to make 100K. Because mm -hmm. he hates it and everyone knows it. So he's like a miserable lawyer. Yeah. He's making 100K. Big deal. Mm -hmm. You could be like a reasonable artist make that money. Mm -hmm. I mean. So. Yeah. You, you, you just have to try. 
I would have so many regrets if I just like, because even before the lockdown, before I got laid off of my my other job, they were offering me full time benefits, great pay, but I didn't want to sit at a desk all day, right? You know, so I'm grateful that the the lockdown happened because I probably knowing all the pressure that I had for my family and all that, I probably would have stayed there if 2020 didn't happen. So, and I probably wouldn't be an artist doing music. And I could say that right. like it happened in my favor. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the other like uh, woe moments that you had? Just curious. Like, tell us about this album. Like what are the song? Can you talk about the songs? Yeah. Can you talk oh, yeah. about what they meant? Yeah. Like, does it relate to, you know, you know, turning points in your life. Like, mm -hmm. tell us about the music. So the whole concept of In My Home is talking about In My Heart. So My Heart is My Home. The main song is like, there's a home inside my heart, a place where you can't move. I'll share with who I want. Um, but no man like you is welcome in my home. So it was kind of a time for me where I was starting to, you know, go on relationships and stuff. I'm a, kind of a late bloomer when it comes to you know, dating and all that. I was very sheltered, I'd say. Uh, in I what was, way? Uh, my parents. I mean, I grew up Christian and, you know, no dating, you know. you got Until you're married. Paint the picture. <laughs> you're protective uh, of your family, I know. Yeah, I'm protective of my family. So They're protective of me. So whatever you can paint just because other people are in the same situation without, you know, you don't have to speak badly. Yeah. My parents made a lot of fucking mistakes. <laughs> yeah. And so oh, yeah. did I. Yeah. I'm still learning. I have four kids. Yeah. I'm a totally different parent than I was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So like, I know it's not a judgment. It's just yeah. for other parents to go, hmm, like I used to spank my kids. Now I don't. Mm -hmm. I'm not judging. That would be judging myself. I didn't know any better. I thought that was good parenting. Yeah. So now I'm like, well, I could do it a different way with like a lot of creativity. Yeah. Where I go like, is that what you want? Like, if you're going to talk to me like that, then... I'm not going to want to play with you. Yeah. And he's like, no, fine. And I go, okay. And then five minutes later, he's like, daddy. So he learned mm -hmm. on his own mm -hmm. without forcing it. Mm -hmm. But I learned that. So it's not a judgment on my yeah. parents. They didn't know any better. Yeah. They were whipping me like they were being whipped. You know what I'm saying? Right. But was that the best for my confidence and self-esteem? Took mm -hmm. me a while to get around it. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. hindered me. I love that word because mm -hmm. it's the truth. Mm -hmm. But it's, I'm not saying it as a victim, like poor me. I'm saying understand it. No, it's nothing personal. Forgive because no one's doing anything personal. They're just doing the best they can. Right. They've got fucked up ideas. They, yeah. they had abuse in their life. So mm -hmm. sometimes they just don't know. But it's yeah. about, but understand it so you don't have to repeat it. Think, is that best for me and my relationship with my kids? No, nah, mm -hmm. it's not. Yeah. You can have a very close relationship with your kids. It's not going to come from spanking. Right. It's going to come from really trying to connect with them. Being a leader, though, like, hey, you're making some bad decisions. Mm -hmm. Being real with them and going, you're going to have to listen to me right now. Mm -hmm. But when you're ready, I'll give you freedom. That's how yeah. it was. Like, you know, instead of uh, hindering you because it's your life. Right. Just because you're five, you were already this person just a little version of it. Mm -hmm. I look at my, I have a three-year-old about to turn three. I'm really paying attention to whatever he likes. Mm -hmm. If he starts playing with those piano keys, like we have a little electric keyboard, just in case we're seeing what he likes. He's really yeah. into Marvel. So I'm like, dude, you want to train like a Marvel hero? Let's start. Want to go to gymnastics soon? Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, I want to do tumbling like yeah. Spider-Man. I'm like, all right. 
That's well, how he goes to daycare. I go, that's where Spider-Man and Iron Man went when they were growing up, like to train. Yeah. So just lean into who they are. They're just little versions. The quicker you can get them to their passions, like the faster they'll have their life figured out. Yeah. You well, know? you learned that over time, over right? Because you didn't probably know with the first kids. So. No. Yeah. Three mistakes. I'm just kidding. Three, <laughs> three, like where they had to learn and see me evolve. They go, wow, dad, you changed a lot. Yeah. I'm still not perfect. Don't get me wrong. Right. Just way better. Mm -hmm. Like from a two to an eight. Wow. In terms of emotional intelligence with two more levels to go. Yeah. That's a lot. That's good to hear though. That's yeah. a long way. Long way. Yeah. I got my own problems. Believe me, everyone yeah. over to my right here knows that. <laughs> yeah. No, they're not bad. They're just, I'm just being honest. Like it's mm -hmm. something I even like openly say like, oh, I, I should be more like, I want to be, you know, as effective as I can be. So there's always room for improvement. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the way to Is look Is there at any it. water around by the way? I'm Absolutely. starting to get a little... This is a Hot fresh flashy. water. Do you want to? I'm serious because I she brought two. That's a fresh one. There's oh, there ice we go. cold one over there. We though. got water right there. Thank you. We just keep rolling. Yeah, an hour. We're okay. at an hour. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do my Absolutely. EP real quick. Yeah, I I really think the music is a good like way to understand you too, and feel free to like tangent into whatever you want. But I'd love to like understand because the music is probably the most profound expression of yourself that right it's what keeps me sane yeah yeah um so the ep in my home like i was saying is in my heart and it was i wrote it during a time where i was kind of discovering a lot of going into womanhood so i came out of a really horrible relationship um and that's kind of what the whole concept in my home is like you're not welcome in my home um i share with who i want and there's other songs in there too um push pull it's the same way of like when you want someone around but you know they're not good for you so you push them away but then you pull them back um what can you share about the relationship um like what was bad i think about it? i think for me like you know i don't want to i never really like to go and talk about other people sure. um but for me i was being selfish i'd say and i was kind of being in denial and choosing to be in denial because i just didn't want to know the truth about anything i just was like it is what it is and we're fine and everything's good and it wasn't even a person that i really liked i like i didn't love this person you know um i was just with them because i felt like it was kind of fulfilling a void in myself i only ever had one relationship before that and it was a pretty serious one all throughout college so leaving that was really hard there. right yeah and we're that's scared. all i knew we're scared right you you don't want to be alone in this life mm -hmm. it's very powerful to have a great partner mm -hmm. and i think in our gut we know that because mm -hmm. it's a survival instinct like if you have a strong partner if you get sick you're more likely to survive like in our right. instinctual like primal brain yeah so it's like a strong desire so when you're with somebody that kind of works you're i was afraid to lose that it's right. why i got married the first time just saying like probably her too we knew deep down there was like things missing in our connection mm -hmm. but we just didn't want to lose each other mm -hmm. and i knew it's like either you know yeah get married or move on and i was afraid because you don't yeah. want to be alone yeah but that's not good that's not good no and it's important to know that too and i didn't really know that at the time you're hurting the other person too because then they're not fulfilled if it, it's a two-way street i think yeah, no, I agree 100%. But I feel like my situation was a little bit different where he maybe didn't care about me so much. He he was young. He was 
you know, my age and early 20s, like he just wanted to go around and be with everybody, you know, yeah. every girl. So I don't think for me, he was thinking in that sense of right. like, he didn't want to lose me or nothing. I don't know. Maybe he was. I could I could be totally well, wrong. He but. had something like consistent. Right. And like okay. a home mm -hmm. better than nothing, like a like an anchor mm -hmm. in his life, mm -hmm. even though he might be, you know, satelliting to other locations. Oh, yeah. Right. All the time. Mm -hmm. But I think no matter how someone is, they always have the need to have that like anchor. Yeah. That's why people do what they do sometimes because mm -hmm. it's, you know, they still have that need. Yeah. Just because they're not ready to settle down. Right. And I, Someone I wasn't to be either. there for them. Like you were there for him. Like same thing. Instinctually, yeah. it's like, well, if she's going to be there for me, why should I not have it? Yeah. So he's probably being selfish too, not giving you what you want. Yeah. Like and I we, said, we were childhood street. friends. It was literally the most immature relationship you could ever think of. It, it's not even really worth like going over and being upset yeah, about yeah. for me. And so that's why creating that EP around, you know, this whole idea was really, really uh, relieving for me. Because now I'm just like, I don't even, I don't, I don't have any attachment to that. I don't right. even, it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't affect me anymore because I got like it all the, out. The next chapter, basically. It's like, yeah, your, your L, your EP is the beginning, the beginning of this story. Beginning of me being myself, like fully, like not being in Love denial that. of myself, not being like afraid of thinking I'm doing the wrong thing. I still have these fears, obviously, but so it's just way way less than it used to be yeah you just push through now i love that yeah so um, any particular songs are your like kind of my most favorite. your favorite babies in my home <laughs> i mean it's yeah. a self-titled ep that's the one that kind of made me realize a lot um about why i'm doing this too and what the whole ep is about uh i know is the lead single and that one i that's the one where i was like okay i'm gonna try to do music Again, this is during the lockdown. Um, so that one has a, a place in my heart as well. Push Pool was a great one because I went to a writing camp and I met this producer from Italy at the writing camp. And then he wrote me, he said, hey, can you sing to this? I was like, yeah. And, you know, it was cool to kind of work with someone in a whole nother country doing the same hustle as me. So, yeah, I mean, all the songs, honestly, I have a strong strong love for and no apologies i'd say was the one where i really pushed my voice to sing and i'm not comfortable with my voice as much as i mentioned a more of a writer but yeah it's i'm not thus, thus the no apologies yeah no apologies uh that one's kind of like you don't want any trouble with anybody like you we just want to be existing with each other because we you know we love each other we like each other and we just don't want no apologies. Like, don't say sorry for nothing. Like, I know we both make mistakes and we screw up, but like, just be with me, lay with me. No apologies, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> I love that. Mm -hmm. So tell me each song title and what it means to even the ones you haven't talked about. Just because I think, can I just say real quick to give you context? Like, I really enjoy concerts where the, the singer, especially if it's a singer-songwriter, mm -hmm. talks about their life, their music connects with me. Mm -hmm. And they, the old bands wouldn't really do that. Some would perform the hell out of it. And yeah. that's great too. Some would just stand there and sing the song, which is not that interesting to me. But then yeah. you got like, uh, uh, um, what's her name? Um, can't remember. I'll remember her name in a minute, but that basically talks like half the concert. 
you know, mm. talks about her, you know, what each song means, where she was when she wrote it, why she yeah. wrote it. And I just think it's so powerful. And that's why people travel around the world to share with their her. Message. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Adele, Adele. Oh, okay. Like I went to yeah. a concert, not expecting any. I'm not like an Adele fanatic, oh, wow. but I liked her music, but yeah. just had tickets. And I was like, yeah. wow, I've never, I've never been to a concert where the singer talked more like half the time, wow. which I didn't know about I her. loved. She's mm -hmm. talking to the audience. Mm -hmm. Hey, I remember you, you guys were in Germany and she's Aww. so free and easygoing, like really having a conversation with her. And I'm yeah. just saying it's so powerful and no one does it. Mm -hmm. So like, I think people, if they're still listening to the podcast by now, which is an hour deep, yeah. which Thank you for listening. there are, they, you know, there are some, yeah. I'm sure. And that's great. Yeah, they're gonna connect to the song, like under like hearing what you thought of it and why you made it and how you named mm -hmm. it, just makes me want to go download it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Please download it uh. <laughs> and see what I think. <laughs> hmm. What does she mean by yeah. this and that? Yeah. Well, I'll I'll go down the list. Yeah. Um. So I mentioned all of them, most of them, pretty much. How many songs total? Six. Well, six. all right. So you six. Got six. There's yeah. an interlude. It's shorter, but it's still a song. Uh, so I know is the first one and that one I kind of improvised and I was doing a more freestyle rap. So it was kind of like stepping out of my comfort zone as an artist with yeah. that one. And I, I loved it. And the moment I heard it, I'm like, I, I got to do something with this. Um, so I made that the lead single and that's just kind of, you know, talking about like being more dominant in what I want. It's like, I know what you need, what you need. Let me do it. Um, being more dominant in what you want. Yeah. I like think as, as, right. Assertive. Like, I think as I like women, we kind of sit back and like, oh, no, we're good. Like, but you know, that song's just kind of like, no, I know what I want. Right. Um, Hot for You, that's kind of the same. Like, just showing, like, I really like somebody and I have no shame in saying that. Like, I'm hot for you. Uh, come be with me. You know, more of the sexier type of song in the EP. Uh, now, does that apply to men and women, that advice? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because men are nervous at this time. Yeah. They're afraid to tell women what they think. Yeah. And Cancel I don't think culture. that should be the case. And mm -hmm. I tell them like, no, man, it's about respect. It's okay to compliment somebody and say, hey, you look great. Wow, I love your hair. Wow, you're such a, you have such mm -hmm. a bright smile or blah, blah, whatever it is. It doesn't mean you have to like grab and touch or yeah, like yeah. aggressively pursue I think they're mixing it up like where they're like, oh, don't you can't tell a woman she looks nice. Like, yeah, but you should be able to, I think, in a yeah. nice way without without the crazy look in your eye. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like if you say it like you look hot. Well, I think women, we have a lot of trauma when it comes to just random right. guys coming right. up to us because we're like, well, what do you want? You know, like if you say you look really good, it's like, oh, thank you. But then they start talking more. It's like, OK, I'm going to go now. Like you're we don't know. Like how we don't even know how to feel about certain men, you know? And I think right. that's just like the way society's kind of created itself. I know. Yeah. We're which ruining is it for ourselves. Yeah. I'm not, I, I totally get it. Like yeah. it's coming from s behavior that is being seen like yeah. with whatever the dick pics and all that oh, kind exactly. of behavior, which like we're trying to be I have, safe. Can I just tell you a funny story? Yes. Please. Just to explain the content. I swear to God, like I was having a conversation with like three adult men. This is a few years ago. And I was like, I'm never, I get why in some ways I'm jealous that people can do it. Like, damn, like you're, you know, it's kind of your confidence. Cause what if it gets out there? 
like you just send your dick to someone, <laughs> right. right? And they would not believe me that I've never done it. I'm like, why yeah. would I do that? I don't. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, man. You fucking sent it. I'm like, I ha and at the end of the conversation, I said, oh, well, whatever. You know, I just didn't want to. They just wouldn't believe me. I just yeah. had to let it go, which means we live in a society where and I don't judge that, yeah. especially if it's for your, you know, someone that wants it. Mm -hmm. If somebody wants the dick pic, <laughs> that's okay. I'm talking about random. They're talking about randomly just some oh, girl no. you met. Oh, no. And I'm like, hell it's no. Just not <laughs> everyone's style, guys. Oh, shut the fuck up. You've never sent. No, I haven't. Yeah. So my point is like, girls in don't LA, like it. We don't, like, don't it. like that. No, don't do it. Don't don't it's, randomly send a dick pic ever? to a girl no. you're not really close with. It never like, works. Out. It's like creepy. It's, it's like, like pulling too hard it. on the fish. Like wait till, <laughs> yeah. like take it easy. Yeah. What's your name? How's it going? How's your day? Yeah. How's your day first? <laughs> but the point is like, that's like, you know, yeah. It's creating women to react to like guys that are being respectful and the ones that are trying to be respectful are afraid to like express themselves. Yeah. But if you like somebody and you really genuinely like them, I think it's totally good to say, hey, like, I really like this about you. Yeah. And be communicative. And then the person should say, wow, thank you. That's exactly. That's amazing. And thanks for sharing and risking yeah. me saying ew. To yeah. You. And then you could be like, maybe you can send me a dick pic now. Right. <laughs> that's when you click send. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Maybe. Because then it's still out there. Yeah. And it may not go well. And then she's got a picture of you you may not want out there <laughs> right yeah. with a screenshot yeah. yeah i definitely think it's a weird facade divide that we're creating even just with social media it's like these girls are like looking perfect and these guys right. are you know like think like why does she look so perfect like maybe i can't talk to her and then these girls act like they're too good for all these men right. out there and then men just like i'm not gonna talk to no girl then it's just like it's a lot well, i think my theory and tell me what you think when a woman or man talks down to you or acts like excuse me or what guy or woman i'm not gender you know anybody mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. does that it's an insecurity and like you should know even if they're gorgeous mm -hmm. that's an insecurity mm -hmm. because if they felt really confident in themselves and their ability to have friendships mm -hmm. and keep friendships and be pot then they instead of like right away letting you know hey i'm the shit Mm -hmm. fuck are you doing talking to me they'd be like oh hi how are you because the really amazing models out there mm -hmm. like are super nice mm -hmm, a lot of them mm -hmm. were so it's not like a requirement to be like excuse me yeah i right? know oh, so i just want people to know that are afraid to approach someone mm -hmm. if you approach someone and they talk to you like that and you're being respectful yeah don't try not to let it hit you in the heart yeah or in the gut Go yeah. like, that person is very insecure. Yeah. He needs to let me know right away, even though I'm vulnerably going, excuse me. Right. <laughs> Just that I say, hi. <laughs> Fuck, are you looking at me? You know, like, yeah. I came vulnerable and she just chopped my head off or he. Mm -hmm. That's like, okay, this person is like insecure and needs to like validate their value to yeah. me by letting me know that they're way above me because of how they look. That's really good advice. Yeah. It's the truth. It's hard to wrap your head around mm -hmm. and really like live that way. Yeah. But like for anything, a business opportunity, let's say you admire a CEO, reach out to them. Mm -hmm. Nobody does it. Mm -hmm. They'd be like, wow, somebody actually reached out and asked me for yeah. lunch. 
Yeah. You know I mean, you really don't know until you try. Are there any, like, what's your, what's the best advice you can give people out there? Would uh, you say? If anything that we haven't covered. You're always going to be scared. So just do it anyways. <laughs> Love it. Very key. Mm -hmm. Very key. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Like thank this was you. awesome. Yeah, What's the next great. steps for you? Like what like you're gonna you released an EP. Mm -hmm. So what's next? What's coming up? Uh hopefully a single very soon and a music video. And uh yeah, Do you know what the single is or no? Not yet. I yeah, I have yeah. a really strong idea. Yeah. But not publicly putting it out there yet. Not yet got it yeah very All soon right. mm -hmm. we will look for that and then where do we follow you to like keep up with your journey you can follow me at naomi cheyenne on instagram at naomi cheyenne music or at naomi cheyenne on spotify apple music youtube tiktok it's all the same naomi cheyenne website, website. www.naomicheyenne.com <laughs> oh really because like i i definitely i'm going to be following and you're more than welcome, guys, to come on anytime you want. Thank you. And if there's like something you're like, you know what? I wish I talked about. Like, let's make it happen. Yeah. We can even do like a 30 minute session, a one hour session. Yeah. And I can, you know, we kind of were trying to keep it at an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. I think that's like a good plus, you know, leave them wanting more a little bit. Because yeah. I think as you put out new music, you're evolving. You're going to have like other things that happen to you where you're going to be like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. This happened to us and we're like, more stories to share where we're going. And yeah. You can share that. Yeah. So. Thank you. We'd love to. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Naomi. <laughs> All right. We'll see you soon. Bye. Peace. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box.